Fear not, chuckleheads. Together we're going to face the future, the light that is our destiny. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the awakening. Welcome back to the 59th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. I've got some exciting news. I'm headed down to South America again. I spent quite a bit of time down there, and hopefully I'll be seeing Doug Casey's uh, La Estancia de Capayete in northwestern Argentina, along with touring around Barlochi and uh, spending some time in Buenos Aires. So it's going to be quite a fun trip for uh, the month of December. I think it's important for everybody to have what's called a last plane account, uh, which answers the question, if you have to take the last plane out of your country, uh, where do you go and how do you maintain your standard of living? And uh, if you're uh, location independent, if you're geographically diversified, then you can go and take a month and go somewhere, and it doesn't really interrupt your your ordinary day-to-day transactions or life or whatnot. And I think that that's an important aspect to have uh, in your preparation plans. So while I don't expect anything uh, crazy to happen during December, uh, at the same time, I'm going to have some fun down in South America. Now, turning to some uh, more important things, we've seen some really interesting things happen in the markets during this week. We saw gold uh, go up and come down. And it wasn't too uh, unexpected. You know, I think it got a little bit overbought. Uh, The relative price was about 1.25 times its 200-day moving average. That's where you take the current price divided by uh, the 200-day moving average to get a relative price. And that's quite outside of the normal trading bands. So while not, not outside the third standard deviation, it's still you know, it's still relatively overbought. And so we need a period of consolidation. We need a, a little bit of a correction right now to uh, lay the groundwork for a further rise, you know, even up to the $1,300 level in the second quarter. So uh, that's what I'm looking for to, to have happen in December. And you'll notice uh, from my articles that I, you know, I recommended put options. Hopefully people had some put options and were able to lock in some of their gains and uh, hold on to a little bit of that. There's also been uh, quite a bit of rumor uh, mongering with regard to tungsten in London good delivery bars. And uh, I've gotten a few comments on the website about it. And I'm grateful for the comments and grateful for the questions. I've even received a few emails about it, my thoughts on it. And, you know, to be honest, I kind of think it's uh, sort of nonsense. Uh, First, tungsten uh, could be uh, used in fakes. I mean, that's, you know, I agree with that. However, it's pretty unlikely. One of the reasons is that the melting points are so different. Gold melts at 1,064 degrees Celsius. Tungsten at 3,422 degrees Celsius. Uh, When it cools, gold is soft and relatively malleable, while tungsten is brittle. So if there were to be tungsten fakes in the London Good Delivery Bars, I think they would be pretty quickly identified. One of the reasons would be uh, if any of these bars were dropped, for example, or melted down to be used for industrial purposes, which you don't necessarily find with gold. Uh, but 
either way, I, I think it would be discovered, especially if it's on the scale of you know, over a million bars, like one of the articles suggested that many had been faked. Of course, if these bars were taken and put in uh, Fort Knox or the GLD ETF or whatnot, then uh, perhaps we wouldn't discover them uh, for the reasons of, you know, Fort Knox hasn't been audited in 60 years. And uh, if you've read my two articles and watched the videos where I go line by line through the prospectus of the, of the GLD ETF, you'd understand that they don't confirm neither the fineness nor the quality of the gold in the in the prospectus. So, you know, and I guess they could take tungsten and say it's gold and, and stick it in a vault. But if they're going to be engaged in a fraud like that, why not just take paper and stick it in the gold and say it's uh, stick it in the vault and say it's gold, which I think is more likely. Uh, anyways, now one of the other reasons I think that this. Uh, raises quite a bit of red flags is that the language used in the actual articles uh, th that I read seemed to imply that the person didn't uh, understand what what's going on in the market like they're just making stuff up <laughs> and uh, for example the LVMA is a trade association it's not an exchange and it's not a market itself uh, what it does as a trade association is it sets standards uh, for the bars that are traded among members within that trade association. So you'll get miners or refiners or bullion banks or vaulting companies, and they'll apply to become members of the trade association. And once they're, first they're granted provisional status, then they're given full status, and there are very few members in this LBMA association. Uh, but it's, you know, it's the big boys. you got the bullion banks, J.P. Morgan, uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, Goldman Sachs. You know, you got some of these uh, bullion banks that are in there. And then you've got the refiners, you know, Metal or uh, Kitco. There's, there are quite a bit of refiners in there. And then you've got the vaulting companies, and there's Brinks and Viamat, and those are the, the only two vaulting companies. Now, how it works is you have these London Good Delivery bars, and there's a chain of integrity that shows who has had possession of that bar uh, at all times. And if you if you take the bar out of that chain of integrity, then it loses about five to seven percent of its value because it no longer has that pedigree uh, of who's held it. And one of the reasons that that is important is because the previous members indemnify people if those bars uh, aren't what they said they were. You know, if they're not a certain amount of gold of a certain fineness of a certain weight. And so if we've got, you know, if there are tungsten bars floating around in the chain of integrity and in, in the chain of custody, then the other association members have every incentive to say, no, 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 this is not a good a London Good Delivery Bar. This is Tungsten Bar. You have to pay me uh, for for a gold bar. You need to indemnify me. Uh, so we've got that uh, to deal with. Because it's not because the LBMA is not an exchange or a market. Uh, these transactions take place off uh, take place privately. So you'll get someone buying a gold. You know, you'll get someone buying a gold bar directly from the miner uh, from the refinery. Uh, for example, Deutsche Bank will buy a gold bar directly from Metal Ore, and they'll do it at the fixed price that's found on the LBMA, but the transaction will take place between those two parties. 
And what happens when, when it takes place there is that you actually have an OTC forward. So you, you have a spot price, which is, you know, I'll give you $5 and you need the gold today. Then you have a forward, which is the private agreement between uh, the, the two. And then you can have actually an option on those forwards. But as far as futures go, there are no futures on the, on, in the LBMA Trade Association because it's not an exchange. And the same thing with the London Metals Exchange. The London Metals Exchange deals with base metals. It doesn't deal with gold. And so in these articles talking about the tungsten uh, in, in the LBMA bars, they're talking about futures contracts on the LBMA and they're talking about the bars making their way into the LME and it's just a whole bunch of hogwash. Uh, I mean, it, uh, I'm the first one, you know, to say, hey, some of this gold out there might not be actual gold, but at the same time, I back it up with very uh, meticulous work, you know, line by line in the prospectus. Or when we had the LBMA forwards being settled with CME uh, port cleared futures in exchange for physicals that are then settled with GLT shares, uh, you know, I showed exactly where all the rules are where the, that's causing that. And this article had none of that. No research, no backing up anything, just a bunch of wild claims uh, no real analysis of any uh, of any degree, and then conclusory statements. So, you know, show me some real stuff that's happening and some real evidence, and you know, then we might take this a little bit more seriously. It's uh, it's not like most of GATA's work that is impeccably documented, where you're able to see where the stuff's going. Uh, the it's this tungsten issue is is just a bunch of nonsense in my opinion. Not to say that it might not be something legitimate in the future, but with the evidence and the quality of research that has been performed to date, I find it lacking. And you know, I would I would love to see some some evidence on the issue because uh, that that would really throw a monkey wrench in the gold market and and drive the price up quite a bit more because people would be, uh, you know, checking the quality of their bars and things like that, which would uh, probably be a good thing. It'd keep everybody honest in the system. And I think that the LBMA members already have every reason to be uh, honest in the system because they have to indemnify the people who had the bar before them. So anyways, that's a little bit of talking on the, uh, the tungsten issue, and I hope that it... Uh, helps illuminate that. As far as the gold and silver prices, I think, you know, as talked about, we'll see a correction and consolidation here, and then it'll move up quite a bit in January, February, March. As far as, uh, I've had a lot of people, a lot of friends, you know, and friends of friends talk to me, they want to buy gold now. I think gold's starting to enter this stage too. Uh, and Fortunately, for those of you who listen to the podcast and follow my writings, you, you'll notice that I've really started uh, looking at platinum. And I like platinum because it's so rare. I mean, there's only $7.5 billion of platinum produced every year, which is a tremendously small amount relative to the cash balances that are out there. And with gold money, you can buy platinum. And the platinum that you, you get in your account 
comes off of uh, the London bullion market. They have a they have a bullion market for gold. They also have silver, platinum, and palladium. And so the platinum that you get, those bars, uh, they conform to certain uh, standards, just like the gold bars do. And if you're still at all worried about the tungsten issue, which I think is not an issue if you have LBMA gold through something like gold money, uh, but if you if you have any uh, reservations at all, we'll just switch your gold balances into platinum or into silver because the platinum, for example, is mainly an industrial metal, which means that those bars are being melted down on a regular basis to be used in industrial applications, which you cannot necessarily say for gold. Uh, and so if you if you get platinum bars off the LBMA, there's a very, very high degree of probability that if there were any type of uh, fake platinum bars or fake silver bars, silver also being an industrial metal, that it would be very quickly discovered. So, you know, I think that the tungsten issue for gold is, is nonsense, uh, given the current evidence and information that's been provided. Uh, but if you still have reservations, you know, just switch into platinum. And actually, I think there's quite a bit of upside for platinum uh, to, to still be realized. I recommended it at uh, $1,118 an ounce a few months ago back in, oh gosh, maybe it's July now, and it, uh, it hit fifteen eighteen, so $400 an ounce, nearly a 50%, uh, well, about 30% rise, and it's actually fallen back down to fourteen thirty nine. so I think platinum looks like, you know, it's, I think it's a great deal. Uh, so I'm just, I, I just keep buying it, <laughs> keep buying lots and lots of it, actually. So uh, that's a little bit about what I'm doing. Anyways, this has been the 59th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast, some musings on what I'll be doing this holiday season, and I hope the best for all of you. Hi, this is Jim Willie from the Hat Trick Letter, found on www.goldenjackass.com. And you are listening to Run to Gold.